0: Hello, everyone. I am so excited to bring another episode of the Alexa Rose Show to you. This episode, we're going to be diving deep into our emotions, going to get vulnerable, going to get real. I have an incredible new published author that's going to be our guest, and we're going to have a deep conversation that may pull on some emotional heartstrings, but in all the best ways. So stay with us, get ready, because we're about to bring you another amazing episode of the Alexa Rose Show. Each individual taking massive amounts of action to pursue what they love. And today, that is what we're focusing on. We're focusing on your growth and your success. Your growth and your success, which involves getting deep and vulnerable and authentic, sharing your story, and really going out in the world and pursuing what you love my name is Alexa Rose Carlin. I am the host of The Alexa Rose Show. This show is focused on empowering thought leaders, entrepreneurs, authors, and creators to live a life that they love, to pursue their dreams, to take action on their craziest, biggest dreams that they possibly can have. We bring incredible people to the show. We dive deep. We have raw, vulnerable, real conversations that also provide actionable tools and resources to help you in your own career, growing your business, your brand, and the life that you desire and that you deserve. So today is no different, but before I introduce our guest, I want to mention that this podcast is brought to you by Colin. It is a social podcasting app. And platform where we produce the Alexa Rose Show. Uh, it's so awesome because you can have a live component, an on demand component. So definitely check out Colin and follow me on there. And also, this specific episode is in partnership with a division, a new division of my company, Women Empower X, called Wex Press. So, Wex Press is a new publishing division that we launched in 2021 to help give an opportunity to thought leaders and entrepreneurs who want to make an impact by publishing a book. So we help women who are thought leaders entrepreneurs get a publishing deal in partnership with our publisher and really help you turn your book idea into reality, get it to in the hands of the masses and really make an impact through that as well as Helping you increase your credibility as a thought leader. Because we all know that once you have a published book, just like once you start speaking on stages and platforms, your credibility grows. And with that credibility comes more opportunities to increase your revenue, your leads, your sales, and above all, the people that you get to impact with your words and your thoughts and your ideas. So if you have a book idea, if you've been wanting to be a published author, if you want to, you know, pitch us your idea, check out the link. It's right here in Colin. And if you're listening on any other platform, you could check it out at womanempowerx.com backslash wex, that's W E X press, wex Press and share your idea with us, and maybe you will uh, become a published author. You never know. You got to put yourself out there. So why is this episode in partnership with Wex Press? Well, that's because our guest today is a Wex Press author. She is a newly published author. Her book just came out, and I am so excited to introduce you to our guest. So Phoebe Leona, that's who we have here today. She is the founder of Nomad Always at Home, which offers transformational experiences within and around the world. She is also the creator of Movement 109, co founder of Tribe, which brings the tools of yoga to the military, and author, published author, of Dear Radiant One, which, by the way, I love that title where she shares personal stories of trauma and her emotional recovery. She's been featured on Daily Om, TEDx, and is the host of Nomad's The Space In Between podcast. And she is a ray of light. So I'm so excited. Uh, Phoebe, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Alex. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, I I am so excited to dive into your new book. First of all, congratulations. That's a huge (laughs) accomplishment. Thank you. Let's celebrate. (laughs) So, so awesome. You should really uh, take it all in and, you know, pause. I know you know this because you're in the wellness field, but pause, you know, make sure you really encompass what that feeling is because I know launching a book, there's a lot, a lot that goes into it and a lot of hustle. So just want to make sure that you're taking the moment because it's a, it's a big accomplishment.
1: Mm, yeah, that's so true. Thank you for acknowledging that. You know, I feel actually it seems so timely to be with you specifically as my first sort of public appearance, um, since the book's been published, because you were such a big role in that. So thank you.
0: Um, awesome, awesome to hear that. I'm super excited yeah. to be the first to bring it out to the world. Yeah. More <laughs> platforms and more yep. people. So tell us about the book. One, who mm-hmm. is it written for specifically and what is it about?
1: Okay. Who is it written for specifically? It is really anybody who experiences emotions, <laughs> who has been dealing with anything that's been trapped Traum- traumatic and I have to say that's pretty much anyone out there these days the last 2 years has been a rather traumatic year however you want to look at it so i i really share my own vulnerable story my own healing recovery that started really about 9 years ago and i swear alexa it feels like what happened in my life that i share in the book and i can definitely go deeper with you in a moment but What happened in my own personal life nine years ago was a preparation for the times that we were all collectively entered into two years ago with the pandemic. So when the pandemic came and, you know, I sat there and here we all are in lockdown and I said, okay, this book has been wanting to be written and now it's time. And I find that this is the time where people are ready to receive it because I don't know if I had really shared my vulnerable story and the recovery that I went through if people would be so open to it at that point. But because we're all just going through this, especially right now, we're all entering back into finding quote unquote normal again, um, trying to make sense of it and realizing, Oh, normal, isn't what it used to be. It's we're not going back to normal. We have to reinvent ourselves. And so I find that this book will be an elixir for anybody who is in that space in between of, you know, what's next for you emotionally and envisioning what's beyond that um for success
0: so the book uh dives deeper into how you really went through this traumatic experience mm-hmm. and you know you get very vulnerable and honest and uh one of the the, the main characters is is your father
1: mm-hmm. yeah who uh
0: you know you mention it was a vietnam veteran who at the time was a drug addict suffering from PTSD. So, mm-hmm. can you uh, tell us, you know, what was that experience uh, for you at this time? I guess nine years ago, or going back even further, and yeah. and what were those emotional, um, whether it was emotional roller coaster or the emotions that really, you know, you experienced that led you to who you are today. Yeah,
1: so we're going to go back even further, like you said. So my father was a Vietnam vet. He suffered with PTSD, but we didn't even have that term back in the 80s when I was a child. And he was my primary caregiver. So, you know, I just had this, what we thought was a wild dad. And he had these very erratic um, behaviors. He was also, what I didn't know at that time was he was a drug addict um but what i didn't know was that he was self-medicating because he was bipolar he did have ptsd from you know these two tours that he did in vietnam and he was just trying to make sense of his own world and he went to you know the va multiple times throughout my childhood and basically saying i'm having these symptoms which were flashbacks and nightmares and you know wanting to basically commit suicide Multiple times he he attempted suicide. And, you know, they just sort of slapped him on the the back and said, well, take this drug. And it made him even worse at times because then he was also, you know, using his own drugs of choice. So all that to say it was a rather chaotic childhood and there were a lot of what I, you know, talk in my book of chaos. Used to also have fun times where dad did these wild things that took me on an adventure. But then there were also really scary, chaotic times where, you know, I had to go hide in my room and not quite sure what I was going to get with him um, in terms of physical abuse or, um, you know, just rant rants and you know going off on, on other people. So, so my childhood was that, and I. I stepped out of that relationship with my dad when I was 15. And then it was 18 years that we were apart. And in 2009, he, he stepped back into my life. Um, he was rehabilitated. And um, we had a handful of years. It was really beautiful. But during that whole time, all those 18 years, when he stepped back in, I really didn't do anything healing. I, I think I just put a Band-Aid on things and said, OK, this is great you know, my dad's back in my life, he's good, he's healthy, I'm fine. But it wasn't until in 2013, he died very suddenly in his sleep. That's where the whole healing journey began, where I was going back to the childhood, unpacking all that was because now I had some more answers in those four years, he had told me that he had been diagnosed with PTSD, and, you know, had been going through his own rehabilitation and, and drug recovery. And, And so I knew I could fill in the blanks that I didn't have when I was a child. And then after he died, I filled in even more blanks because, you know, he left me with all of this information and his safe with all these documents that filled in even more blanks. And it really started my own emotional recovery. That's what I'm, you know, emotional sobriety. Some people call it. I call it my emotional recovery where I started to realize, you know, I had a lot of emotions that I hadn't been dealing with because I was so scared. Of what I saw with him, his own chaos, his own anger, his own shame and guilt. And I just sort of was that ray of sunshine, as you said earlier, like, I was just this, let's just make everybody else happy. And when he died, it was this crumbling and, and realizing, oh, I need to be vulnerable here. I need to really look in the mirror and deal with these emotions that I hadn't really ever dealt with what we call, you know, more of the shadow emotions. I was just always, in the happy light emotions. And so uh, I share a bit more details of my story in the book, but I also share these this journey of emotional recovery and these different emotions that I dance with and how, and I turn it to the reader of how they can dance with these emotions too, if they too struggle with chaos and anxiety and anger and shame and guilt. And then infuse more of joy and gratitude and love and connection.
0: So you talk about these shadow emotions. Mm -hmm. So, so there's right, like kind of these darker negative emotions that bring you down and then there's, or, or make you feel pain. And then there's the, Mm -hmm. the happy and lighter and, uh, you know, the emotions that make you feel alive and, and lifted and not so heavy. So, With this light and dark and this contrast, kind of this yin and yang that we all deal with, and of course, Mm -hmm. it's not completely black and white when it comes to emotions. What would you say is the strongest emotion that you know?
1: Ooh, I was not, I did not know we were going there.
0: (laughs) I thought we're going to get vulnerable. We're going to get real. (laughs) I know.
1: I love it. Well, you know, I think for me, it was and it is still because I'm still dancing with it was anger because it was the one that I pushed away the most. Mm. So personally for me, it was anger, anger and resentment. So what I do is I write, I write letters to these emotions and throughout the book is my story, a storytelling. So anger leads to, if it's not dealt with, resentment. And so I think these are super powerful and they lead to a lot of the other, what we call shadow emotions.
0: Hmm. I, I, that's interesting. You'd say anger leads to resentment. Actually, in my mm. book, I have a whole chapter on resentment as well. And I mm. think it's such a relatable emotion. Yeah. And a lot of times people are, are scared to talk about it, yet it will help so many people. One, you know, you're not alone. And two, how do you actually push through? Because nobody wants to walk around with this resentment, you know, just mm-hmm. like inside of you. It's so... Negative. Yet we all feel it in some way, some form to someone or something along our journey, if not once, multiple times actually. And so you're saying anger leads to resentment. What are some other emotions would you say like lead to... Uh, an even deeper thing. So, if we we don't deal with sadness, what does that lead to? If we don't focus on our happiness and we just take it for granted, what does that lead to? Any examples like that? Because I, I love seeing the connections there. Yeah.
1: Um, well, to speak to the sorrow, the sadness, as you said, I think it definitely can lead to depression on some level. Um, and what we talk, what I talk a lot about, because I have a background in teaching yoga is I talk a lot about the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. And so for those who might not know that, the sympathetic is our fight, flight, or freeze system. It's like what we need to do to survive. And parasympathetic is our rest and digest, which is where we really want to live in our life. But because the world the way it is, it's really built in this way where we have to fight or flight. We're constantly stressed and we're always living in some sort of low grade version of the system of the pair of the sympathetic fighter or, fight or flight and so what i have found is that when we are stressed we either go into this hyper like arousal where we might feel that rage or that anger like we talked about or we might go down into a hypo arousal where it's sadness it's depression it's numbing yourself out so that's something that I think is if it's not dealt, it goes deeper and deeper. It's like, you know, going further and further into that well of despair. Um, I also see like emotions that are intertwined. Guilt. Guilt is this idea of I did something bad. And then shame is I am bad. Right. So we start to tell this story of guilt of, Oh, I did this, something bad. I did this, something bad. And if we don't really you know, honor what, whatever that is and own up to it, hold ourselves accountable, address whatever it is with other people. Then all of a sudden we just continue to turn it inward. And then that story becomes, I am bad.
0: Right. Mm, And I am two most powerful, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, words that what we say after them can define how we really live our life. So, you know, you go into a lot of different emotions along this journey. Uh, when readers are reading through this book, how can they find the courage to even go there? Mm.
1: Yeah, well, I start I start out with telling my story because I think it's really important to have, you know, have people connect with a story first. And, you know, you do this really well in, in all the, the ways that you do in your in your platforms and your book where then then the reader you know can build that trust Right, They can go on this journey with you. It's about their own. It's about this other person's journey, but they might see their own reflections of their own journey in it. And then the second is the second section is where I invite the reader to go a little bit deeper, where I write letters to these emotions. And this is where, you know, they might start to feel, oh, yeah, I know what anger feels like in my body. Oh, yeah, I know where shame lives in my body. And then what I do is I invite them into looking at their own story and I share practices where they can go. So it's really a step by step where we go and we kind of follow the breadcrumbs in a really gentle, loving way. And then, you know, if they're not quite ready for it, I even say that at the beginning of the book is that if you're not ready to deal with it, go to the next section. (laughs) You can always come back to these practices. They're always going to be here.
0: Right. And, you know, take what resonates.
1: Yeah. And then exactly. And then the third is looking at what we call the lighter emotions. So that's where we get to dance with joy and gratitude and and love and connection and, and, uh, joy. Yeah. I already said joy, but yeah. So that, that will feel really nice and light and easy and say, Oh yeah, I want more of this.
0: (laughs) Emotions are so powerful and a lot Mm -hmm. of times we let them control us and we allow the outside world to define our emotions, which mm-hmm. then, in my belief, kind of defines how we speak to the world, how we show up, right? We're speaking the language of anger, the language of fear, the language of doubt, insecurity. And, and so how do you kind of separate outside circumstances with your own internal emotions to protect yourself?
1: Yeah, that's really a great question. Thank you, Alexa. I feel, you know, this is the, a lot of the work that I do is this, it's called somatic work. and somatic is just meaning of the body. So it's tuning out those external factors, tuning out news, tuning out social media, tuning out maybe even your immediate you know home environment, and tuning into how does my body feel? So meditation's a practice, movement, it can be a practice. Anything where you are invited to look inward into the experience of your first your physical sensations of the body, because sometimes it might be really difficult to look at, you know, how does anger feel? Well, let's just go and say in this moment, how does my body feel? And so we might start to feel, oh, there's some heat in the solar plexus and oh, OK, that's how it meant. That's how. This, this feeling that we call anger starts to manifest in my body. So we're turning inward to look and see, okay, this is the, what the physical body feels. This is how the emotion, right? That's just motion moving throughout the body is manifesting into what we call an emotion and how then we go and we go into the external world and express it out, right? Mm. So the more that we go inward, then we start to realize, oh, you know what? when i'm around this this person i start to feel really that same feeling right i start to feel this heat in my body and oh i don't want to be around this person anymore <laughs> and you know of course there might be circumstances where we have to be around that person but we can start to self regulate and use these practices that i share in the book of okay if i can't turn can't change those external factors how can I turn inward and hold myself accountable and then also find a way to express it in a healthy way so I don't hurt that person or myself?
0: Mm, hold hold it accountable to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's key right there. Mm-hmm. Hold yourself accountable. So we're going to pivot a little bit on the question. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, how did you come up with your title, Dear Radiant One?
1: Mm, so Dear Radiant One, so to go back to... What you were highlighting about these shadow emotions, these light emotions, this word radiance, I absolutely love because it holds both. You have Mm. to have light and dark
0: in the radiance.
1: And so so that's where radiance came in. And as I was saying before, I write letters as a way of into the storytelling. So I'm constantly writing letters to the different emotions. And I thought, well, what if I'm writing a love letter to the reader? Right? This whole book is really a love letter to the reader. And so what if the reader is, is radiant, is the radiant one who I'm inviting into this journey of experiencing their own radiance? And here's a little guide for you to do that. So dear radiant one is essentially the reader calling that invitation for the reader to come in.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. So, okay. So what was the most challenging part of writing a book?
1: this, I can't say a book in general, but I'm going to talk to this specific book was this whole emotional journey Mm. because I've always been a writer. I've always, you know, been, I've been keeping journals throughout my whole life. I have a whole closet full of journals since I was, you know, in, in grade school still. And so I have always found a lot of joy in writing. I feel like it comes really easily for me. And I had the intention to write this book for a number of years. But when I really started to sit down last year before I connected with you in January 2021, I said, okay, it's time to really get serious and write this book. And what I was realizing was, I was as I was writing this book, each time I was experiencing the chapter, something in my present life was bringing it to me. So, you know, for instance, when I was writing that, that whole letter to anger, There was, I can't remember the specific scenario that happened, but there was something in my present life that was making me feel anger. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, so much so that I had grief at the end. That was like my last letter that I was going to write. And I realized, okay, I'm starting to see how life, how the universe is presenting these experiences for me to presently feel it in my life. And I'm a little bit nervous about grief. Like, what is grief going to bring me? this weekend that I have it planned for and I was actually really honestly super nervous that I was going to lose somebody in my life Mm -hmm. and I had it I had it planned for April the weekend of April 2nd. and I completely do not I am not making this up April 1st I found out my best friend who I grew up with my child book friends died And I actually had to deal with grief. I mean, literally that whole weekend, I grieved her. I danced, I cried, I sang, I screamed. (laughs) Um, I felt, you know, that's the thing about grief is grief holds all of the emotions and I experienced them in all it. But it gave me, it also gave me this beautiful chapter of honoring her because Gabby was in all of my stories and I hadn't really focused on her. And so this was actually, this beautiful opportunity to honor her, and so the whole chapter shifted. Um, so that the process of writing was was challenging in that, and I'll probably say for most people it was probably the publishing experience. But you were my angel girl. <laughs> <laughs> I had connected with you through Wax, and that was an you know an invitation to to meeting Grace Point, and so that whole that whole experience was just. It, flew, it was just so effortless so I I'm know that's probably that. yeah so I know that that can be a challenge for a lot of people but I was I was graced with that so yeah thanks for that
0: uh well when you when you mention um you know you wrote each chapter when you were feeling it in your life I did a very similar thing so I was like I can't write about these like intense, you know, hard, hard stories to go back there when I'm like super happy, you know, (laughs) and it it wouldn't be the same. It would just be like me reiterating a memory versus me actually immersing myself into that experience again. Yeah. So I totally can relate on that.
1: Were you like getting sick, like physically sick again while you were writing?
0: Luckily, no, but I did cry. I did have to re, uh, Organize my calendar so it wouldn't be like I could write this chapter and Mm -hmm. then go and be a guest on a podcast or you know, host my own live stream or something like that because the emotions were so different and I had to allow myself to be there. And then if I needed to take a day off, but uh, it was hard. I mean, I, I totally agree that the hardest part of writing at least this last book, Adaptable, was the emotional journey that you have to go on to actually write the stories to be that impactful.
1: Yeah.
0: Which, which I'm glad to hear that you did, because I think that makes a stronger book and, and you as a stronger author. Also, I'm totally a journal buff. I have journals (laughs) from when I was a little girl. I have like, so I love journals all over, (laughs) love them. Um, So All right. So we talked about a lot of different things um, around the book, inside the book, writing the book. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned that this idea for the book actually gave way to your journey as an entrepreneur. Can you share Mm -hmm. more about that journey?
1: Yeah. So it gave way to uh, my my other baby, the Nomad Collective Nomad. And that came from this journey nine years ago when my father died. And I was also married at the time too. And two months into, after my da- dad died, I went through a divorce suddenly. So it, it broke me. And that's what I share a lot in the book. But basically I needed to check out. I said, you know what? Um, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I need to go and have some sort of reboot. So I went to Costa Rica and I lived there for nine months. And I was so grateful to have that opportunity because I sat there and I said, Okay, I've come to realize that I lived my whole life around other people. I set it up in a way that I could always make other people happy. And you know what, I don't have anybody in my life now to to do that. So what is what does Phoebe want? And I sat there and I said, you know what? I want to teach yoga and I want to travel. Those are my two things. And while I lived in Costa Rica, I did a lot of traveling around Central America. and it, it's what was the seed that let me launch my business. So when I came back to New York, where I was living, I started this business Nomad and I just sort of followed the breadcrumbs because I said, OK, this is this is my intention of uh, building yoga retreats around the world. But then people were really connecting to my story. You know, here I was, I had this following in New York, I had a a yoga program that I was running. And then all of a sudden, I was like, bye, everybody, I'm going to Costa Rica. (laughs) And, you know, they were still following me a bit on social media. And when I came back, everyone, you know, wanted to know what, what, you know, here's your business, but what, what's your story? And I realized people were really connecting with my story. And you know people who are starting to go through and question their own life their own transitions oh they have this career that maybe they don't want to take you know follow that path anymore or they're in a you know they're in a marriage and they're thinking about a divorce and so as I was attracting a lot of people who are making their own transitions or contemplating their own transitions in life so that really steered me to focus okay yes here's my business it's a yoga retreat business but who are my people these are my people i'm calling in the people who are looking at their own spaces in between and so that's what i've been just doing these last 8 years of just creating what i want and then leaning in hearing what what what's landing with my with my peeps and then what else do they need and then i find okay they're ready for teacher trainings and i made a joke And teacher training, because I felt like I was leading these yoga teacher trainings. And by the end of them, all of the women were like, I want a divorce. It was like, okay, I cannot be held accountable. If all of you make these big life decisions, like nomad, we have, we have to have liability assurance. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't get blamed for people's marriages falling apart. (laughs) But people were really, I think what it was for yoga teacher training and experiences like a retreat where you go so deep inward, where you give yourself permission to experience yourself in a way that maybe you haven't before, that they, they start to question things and they start Mm -hmm. to question their relationships and, you know, the relationship with themselves and how they're showing up in the world. And so that's kind of really cool to witness and, and be a guide. And so as I've been just continuing to lean in and listen and offer whatever guidance I can give these other things, like. The podcast came in because I wanted a space for people to tell their stories and my movement practice where I saw was healing for people. And then I realized, you know what? I haven't really been sharing my personal story in a way that has been so public. And let's do that. Let's see where that goes. So that's where I said, okay, it's time to write this book. So following the breadcrumbs, seeing what what wants to be born next
0: so what what do you think is next for you now
1: I don't know um I mean I do and I don't because I what I've noticed is that all these things that all these seeds that I create I have these I have this little idea of the seed and I have a really big vision of it but I'm not worrying about the next step I just know that the next step will present itself so if we're gonna look at the very next step it's it's speaking more publicly, like, you know, what you do so well. Um, we're speaking at engagements, reaching a new population, because I've been through the door of yoga. That's been my people. But I know that this is now, this conversation's way more universal. What Through this book, it's way more universal. And so I want to reach more people. And so that's my next step. And I'm going to see where that takes me. But the bigger vision is another book. The bigger vision is... My organization, Nomad, is going to have. Um, I don't want to s- tell all the stories and secrets, but it's going to go very much in a global way, um, where it's starting to. I'm seeing that th- all of the little pieces coming together. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm seeing things at this moment in time.
0: Well, I love hearing that. You know, I'm a big advocate on public speaking, and and that being to me the most powerful way to grow a business as well Mm -hmm. as make an impact. And it's also such a fulfilling journey because Mm -hmm. you really get to see the transformation that you have in people's lives and it's fun and it's, yeah, it's an adventure. So definitely, definitely can pursue that. Um, I think you'd be great at it. It's also great, you know, as an author to, to speak hand in hand with your book and uh, Mm -hmm. for anyone listening, also who wants to learn how to to speak, I'm I'm hosting a speaker workshop. I do this a few times a year. Definitely check it out. And same, Phoebe, I'm inviting you as my guest. Oh, Uh, thank you. Yeah. Check it out. It's at uh, womenempowerx.com backslash unknown to unforgettable. So the workshop is unknown to unforgettable where we make you unforgettable by using your authentic voice. But I mean, you talked about so many different things. So I just want to recap a little bit for our, yeah. our audience here. You know, outside of all of these different emotions that you had to experience in order to one become the person that you're meant to be, and you went through this trauma, you show so much so much strength by by looking at yourself in the mirror. After your dad's death and saying, I need to do this hard work. And mm-hmm. I think that ha- that's one of the most impactful things I-, I took from this conversation because that is so hard. It is – it's so much easier to like learn the like how to – code or do like mechanical engineering or, um, <laughs> you know, just like so many different things. Like it's, it's the, I think the hardest work is to do the inner work. And so for mm-hmm. you even to go there and then on top of it, work to help others through your book and, and creating a whole business around it. Um, that's so amazing. Uh, and I, I give you all the kudos to that. And, mm-hmm. and so for, for listeners, um, think about the, the emotions that, you experience from different situations and and circumstances in your life and see what that emotion leads to like how Phoebe mentioned anger when it's not dealt with leads to resentment i mean that's really powerful and so by you catching these emotions early in the way of being conscious about them you know allow yourself to feel it but also allow yourself to heal from past or current trauma that you're going through And, uh, the other thing is that I love is that you created a business out of, uh, you know, this idea to share your story. And usually a lot of times it's people create a business and then they share their story in order to grow the business, but you Mm -hmm. want to share your story. And then from that created this business. So, um, a question I had around that is as you were like growing this business and, and sharing your story before the book, what would be your biggest advice for other people that are listening? If they have an idea for a business, like what would be your biggest advice for taking it from idea to, okay, this is real. Let's, let's do it and let's take action and move forward with it.
1: Oh yeah. Can I say something before I answer it? Not to divert yes. I, yeah, because you said something really awesome. And I want to highlight that was, you were talking about, because I know a lot of people who listen to you specifically are entrepreneurs. And what you said was, you know, learning those technical skills, right? Like learning how to get the mailing list set up and, you know, market this way and those are skills that we need and they are hard. But what I find is so necessary is to do this in our work, especially if you are a leader and you have people working with you or under you, because, Oh, all that stuff, all that inner work, if it isn't dealt with, it's going to show up and rear its ugly head. And it's also not something that we can just, it's not a skill where we can check off and go, Oh yeah, I learned how to, you know, code this and I know how to do that. It's not a skill that we can do in business where we just check off because it's constantly showing up over and over again. So that's something I think is, and it's coming back to your question too, is, to make these things, you know, ideas into actions is to also know that there's going to be as you go into that idea state, into that action state, there's going to be some inner journey, whether you're prepared for that or not, life is going to deal that um, for you. And I don't think it's against you, but it's really all of those obstacles that come up are for you and with you. And that to come back to your question directly is to know that everything is happening for you. And so when you have an idea and you might have this really awesome idea, but then universe or God or whatever word resonates with you shows up and says, <laughs> Nope. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, your book is perfect, right? Adaptable. It's like, okay, we're going to pivot. Right. And to be, to really just reiterate what your whole book is, is is to be prepared for that and see this as an opportunity to, hmm, Maybe I need to tweak this offering in a different way, or maybe I do need to completely pivot. So really being flexible to that. And that does take a lot of inner work to, you know, get your ego out of the way, right? Because it's your ego says, no, but this was my idea. I want to do it that way. And it has a little temper tantrum on its own, but go, okay, you know, let's have curiosity come in and go, yeah, let's play. Let's play with this idea. Let's take the action steps. Be ready to do some pivots and some chasses and some leaps and turns and dance around a bit. Have fun with it.
0: Yeah. Always have fun, right? We, we, <laughs> totally. we have to have fun along the journey, uh, yeah. even during the hard days.
1: And laugh at yourself. Like, you have to have the ability to laugh at yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I I actually have this part in my book where I talk about like the dating scene before I met my fiance, <laughs> and I, and I I said I realized like cause I was trying to find like the one. Obviously, I was right. dating and and you know I always thought okay, well if I laugh on the date, then I guess the, you know that's a good sign. I should go out again with them. <laughs> and then I realized like I made myself laugh in every single yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no wonder. Because, you know, I make myself laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway. It's so important, um, it's yeah, so important it, to laugh. It is. In business, in love, all of it. It's so necessary. It's a prerequisite for everything.
0: <laughs> it is. I agree. So my last question for you is the question I ask all my uh, guests. And it's about the, the theory that I I came up with, that I really live by. And it's called It Only Takes One. And I believe that it only takes one person, one decision, or one action step to possibly change your life forever. So along your journey, what has been that one thing, that one person, or that one decision or action step that happened that really changed your entire life?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I knew this question was coming because I listened to your podcast <laughs> and I had an answer in my head. But now as I hear you ask me directly, it changed. And I'm going to say that one person's my mom mm. because that year of 2013 was, oh, it was, it sucked. <laughs> and I, she, she drove, she drove, she lives in West Virginia. I was in New York and she drove to see me so many times that year in the hospital, you know, holding my hand, you know, putting my dog down so many times. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I got in the car and I just drove to my mom. And and I remember that I will never forget that moment where as I was driving, it's a five hour drive. And I, I had this idea for Nomad and I thought I'm going to go to my mom's and she's going to commit me. She's going to say, you're you're crazy, Phoebe. This is a bit hard here. You can't do big, de- you know, any rash decisions. I got out of that car she held me and I started crying and I said, I'm so sorry. And she just said, Phoebe, I have been waiting for you to break down. I've been waiting for this moment and I'm so glad you did. And I said, okay, well, I have this really crazy idea. And she said, good, do it. Leave your job. Do it. What do you need? Mm -hmm. And I will never forget that moment where she gave me permission just to be me and to to live the life that I
0: wanted. Wow. So mama. Everything happens for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. That drive where you had the idea and that one conversation and her reaction. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking your time and being vulnerable uh, Mm -hmm. on the show. I so appreciate it. Please tell everyone where they can get a copy of Dear Radiant One. Oh,
1: yes. Please go out. It is out now on Amazon and it's pretty much international. So if you are you know, listening to this outside of the US, you can find it in, in your neck of the woods, too. And it will be available at all retailers, probably by the end of the week. There was a little bit of, you know, you know how that goes, Alexa.
0: Yeah, gotta <laughs> adapt. It's all right. <laughs> we're, we're adapted. So
1: it'll be out at all retailers later this week. And yeah go find it. I would love that and reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation if you read it and let's see your radiance. I would love to see your radiance.
0: Amazing. We're, we're going to also uh, link the book on awesome. uh, woman in power X under Wex mm-hmm. press. Uh, so we'll get that up in the next week. And mm-hmm. uh, I wish you all the best continue to cheer you, you on, continue to support you and, and share your book with the world Definitely go check out Dear Radiant One. Follow Phoebe uh, Leona on social media. What is your your social media profile? Um, where would you say people should connect with you?
1: Um, me personally, they can do phoebeleona.love. They can also go and follow what's happening at Nomad, um, the Nomad Collective at Instagram. Those are both what I was just talking about. Instagram. Um, that's where we hang out and you know share our community. Those are great places to find us. And we have the website, you know, both myself and the Nomad Collective website, which you'll probably put links up to. So
0: that'd be
1: fabulous. Yes.
0: yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Phoebe. So appreciate mm, Thank you. you. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Alexa Rose Show. Come back every single week, be part of the live show on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, or check us out on Colin, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, listen to the show. If you ever want to recommend a thought leader, an entrepreneur, another author, please reach out to me on Instagram at Alexa Rose Carlin. We're always looking for new guests to bring on the show, as well as any topic of your choice. Um if you have something you'd like me to, to speak on, definitely share that with me. And uh if you are listening to this episode on call in, we have the link up for women backslash wex press. We are looking for new authors. We want to get your book to the world. I believe that when more people are sharing their story, it really makes the world a more beautiful place. And we'd love to help you do that and and get a publishing deal. So check out our website and submit your book idea to us uh, today. With that, thanks again, everyone. Keep on chasing your dreams and above all, always be yourself and uh, share your story with the world. Each individual taking massive amounts of action to pursue what they love and today that is what we're focusing on we're focusing on your growth and your success